Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. This is Kip Parrish with your daily VRA Investing System podcast. We'll tell you in just a few minutes what happens in the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. By the way, the VRA Investing System still sits at 9 out of 12 screens bullish. We thought we'd uh, point that out to start this podcast today because we get a lot of questions about it. What makes up the VRA Investing System? How does it work? What kind of accuracies it had in the past? And I'll just tell you briefly, this is something that uh, I developed after working with my mentors early in the business, uh, mid-20s on. And this is uh, from the uh, mid to late 1980s. And really, it's incorporated what they taught me over the years. Uh, that was Michael Metz at uh, Oppenheimer and uh, Ted Parsons at Underwood Newhouse, my first firm. And uh, th- essentially, they taught me that the fundamentals are always more important than the technicals. This is their view. This is also how I see it. Again, we're not day traders here. So uh, you're a day trader. Guess what? Maybe the technicals are a lot more important to you. They probably are. Price really becomes much more important on a minute-by-minute, day-by-day basis. Uh, but we're trend followers here. And, uh, again, that's, that's the way I've been taught to, to beat the markets. It's kind of the Peter Lynch school of investing, if you will. Find great companies based on uh, the fundamentals and then use the technicals as a timing tool and really uh, the, use the technicals to confirm uh, the strength of your position uh, and your views on that particular stock that particular sector or that particular uh, stock market or index. So uh, we have 12 screens in the VR investing system. Today, again, 9 out of 12 of those screens are bullish. Eight of the screen, eight of the 12 screens are fundamental, and uh, four of the, of the 12 screens are technical in nature. And uh, we, by the way, the VR investing system was incredibly negative when we were at, uh, in the 2007-2008 time frame. We got down to as low as four out of 12 screens being bullish, and we were pretty much screaming from the rooftop then to get out of the market. So that's not the case now. Uh, we're using pullbacks like the one we've seen here in selling May and going away to add to positions. Let's talk about the markets today. A lot of interesting things happening. We did finish up today uh, across the board. Uh, kind of a modest day, though. Dow Jones up 95 points at 25,585. This does make five straight weeks that the Dow Jones has been lower. Uh, something that uh, Tyler wrote about to today to our clients in our VRA uh, update. Uh, first time since 2011 that's happened. We've had five straight weeks of Dow Jones losses. What's interesting, though, is what happened after those five straight weeks of losses in 2011 because the market just took off. It was a parabolic move higher. Uh, I think it was a 13% move higher that followed uh, that was straight up uh, in the last few months of the year. So that's essentially what we see happening now. The internals were solid today. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, NASDAQ was up eight points today. It's closing at 7,637. Again, pretty quiet day. S&P 500 up only three points at 28.26, above that technically important 2,800 level. And uh, Russell 2000 was up 12 points today. Actually, our leader on the day up 12 points at 15.14. Uh, we also wrote today uh, to our clients about what we're seeing with uh, what we looked at is uh, as sentiment readings, both in the markets uh, and with fund flows. And so as we saw this week, uh, using the AAII Investor Sentiment Survey, bullish readings are down to 24.7%. That's, that's pretty stunning because bearish readings, by the way, are at 36%. So 12% more 
uh, based on this, a 12% higher reading of bears than bulls, and a big 39% of investors are neutral. So when you add that up, you know, you're looking at, what, 75% of investors, according to the, uh, this survey. I've used this survey since it first started, really, in the late 1980s. I think it started in 1987. This has been my go-to uh, sentiment survey. Uh, 75% of all investors are either neutral or bearish, and that's with a stock market that's 5% away from all-time highs. That is just – it's stunning. One word, it's stunning. I'm stunned. I'm, stun, I'm stunned by this. I, I, I don't know the way to say it. As a contrarian, you look at these readings and you go, you know, back up the truck. Just back up the truck and buy as much as you possibly can uh, because that's, that's how bullish a, 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 a contrarian reading like this is. We see the same thing in, in fund flows. So far this year, we've seen a net outflow. This is both from ETFs and mutual funds. Again, Tyler wrote about this this morning in our update. A net outflow uh, from mutual funds and ETFs of $42.9 billion. That's for the year. So it's not a stunningly big number, but the fact that it is negative in light of what this market has done, you know, we're looking, if we annualize so far this, what we've done so far in the first, what, what is this, four and a half months of the year? We annualize this. We're looking at gains across the board of thirty percent. I mean, that's a hell of a year, right? But yet, fund flows, and this is from ETFs, mutual funds, fund managers, continue to be negative. People pulling money out of the markets again. As a contrarian, this is screaming buy. It's a screaming buy signal because the majority is almost always wrong. So, what would make us bearish, for example, would be as everybody was piling into equities. If the AAII sentiment survey, instead of being at 24% bulls, if it was at 64% bulls, and instead of fund flows being negative $42.9 billion, if fund flows were positive $110 billion for the year. See, we'd see that and go, okay, that's a warning sign that people are getting greedy, they're way too bullish, they think stocks can't fall, and so we need to be taking some profits and taking money off the table. We're just seeing the exact opposite of that. So hope to make that point clear. Uh, I'm a lifelong contrarian. My mentors were. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a big part of what makes me tick, and it's really helped us to, to, to both find, honestly, to, to find tops and bottoms. That's why we were pounding the table uh, to buy on the December 24th the Christmas Eve capitulation lows because you know the fear and greed index got down to two. That was an all-time low of two. And uh, in the AAI survey, it was 21% bulls. And we're not much higher than that now. So anyway, as we go into this long Memorial Day weekend, something to think about because the economy continues to rock and roll. Earnings continue to crush. Again, Tyler covered this this morning. Uh, so far with uh, almost all 500, I think we're at about, after today, over 475 of the 500 S&P 500 companies have reported first quarter earnings so far. And 75% are beating estimates on 5.3% growth. 60% are beating on revenue estimates on 5.2% growth. So there is, this, would, this would have been the quarter that we could have and probably should have had an earnings recession. Think about how bad the fourth quarter was. Think about everybody. Everybody's looking at the yield curve inverting. Okay, Everybody's talking about going into a recession. And we came off of, again, a great first quarter last year because of, of the new tax bill and all the optimism surrounding it. 
and uh, animal spirits were beginning to kick in. So we had phenomenal quarters. All four quarters last year were fantastic. We ended up at about 25% uh, net growth for last year based on earnings in the S&P 500. Just an unbelievable year. So this would have been the quarter, first quarter of this year would have been the quarter we had the letdown. Had didn't happen. And the first quarter is the weakest quarter of the year traditionally. So uh, that's both for earnings and for GDP. So tells us that, you know, look, I know we know everybody's hung up on this China trade war. It's not a trade war. It might become an economic war versus China. That's a more apt description, we believe. Certainly not a trade war because the, the, the amount of tariffs that are impacted on this is just so tiny. It's, you know, again, it's a rounding error of $30 billion when uh, U.S. citizens pay $5.5 trillion a year in taxes. If you look at the uh, tariffs uh, impact, that's about $30 billion. Compare that to $5.5 trillion in taxes. Again, it's a rounding error. It's not even big enough to be called tiny. It's so small you can't call it tiny yet. It hasn't graduated to tiny. So it's, this is not a, it's not a trade war. It may be an economic war against China, one that they, will, they are losing, and they will lose brutally, uh, and they know this. So the leverage goes to the U.S., but that has created, of course, you watch CNBC and Bloomberg. It's 24-7, trade war, trade war, trade war. Again, it's propaganda, and you get enough people seeing it, they start to get nervous. You get a, down a week or two, now had five straight down weeks. People start calling their broker and moving money around, getting out of stocks. Again, we see that as, as evidence in fund flows, right? We just, just covered that. So this is the, 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 the ebb and flow of the markets based on sentiment, based on propaganda, right, based on people not really understanding that they just need to turn their TV off and stop reading fake news. And uh, look what's happening right in front of your eyes. You know, look at the fact that wage growth is growing at a 10-year high. Look at it. The economy is growing. It, 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 in, some, in some cases, we've never seen readings this good. But uh, based on uh, employ, unemployment, 50-year best. Uh, you know, we, corporate earnings last year, tw- again, growing at 25% rate. Will they do this this year? No. But, you know, what were the odds of having back-to-back 25% years? Slim to none. So, but again, our forecast remains for this year. Earnings growth of 12 to 15 percent. This we we are way above everybody else, but we were last year too, and, and we were much closer to being right uh, than the uh, than the majority. So uh, the point being, ignore the propaganda. Join us on the podcast here every day. We're going to tell you what's what. We'll tell you where the VRA investing system sits. Again, nine out of 12 screens are bullish right now. That is back up the truck territory on pullbacks. That's what we practice. Is what we preach. We believe in monthly dollar cost averaging in our positions. We never buy more than 10 to 12 positions at a time. We dollar cost average on a monthly basis. We combine leveraged ETFs with small cap stocks that we personally know. We know the management teams. We talk to them regularly. In many cases, talk to them every week or two. And uh, make sure we've got our finger on the pulse. And these are the ones that have the ability to give us gains uh, every year of 100%, 500%. We've done a lot of 1,000% uh, net gains as well. So um, uh, let's talk quickly about the uh, internals. Uh, again, solid, not, not, not as solid as yesterday's were negative, uh, but still solid. Advanced decline, 2 to 1 positive, up down volume, right at 2 to 1 positive. Uh, new 52-week highs, the lows were actually almost flat. Uh, we had a slight advantage to uh, companies hitting new 52-week highs, but it was about 300, uh, 300 each way. 
uh, of our sectors. Uh, again, 11 S&P 500 sectors, 9 out of 11 finished higher on the day, led by financials and materials, both of about 7 tenths of 1 percent. Consumer staples were down about a half a percent. Uh, uh, they were the uh, really the lone loser today of size. Uh, gold uh, finished today uh, down $1.30 an ounce at 1284. Uh, we actually are working on a gold update now because it's interesting. Gold has been, you know, over the last three years, it's still in an uptrend. It's still flashing a buy signal. It's above the 200-day, uh, as is GDX, which is the minor ETF, both above the 200-day, but just been very stagnant, back and forth in a trading range. And we see something big happening here because we still are in the camp that global growth is going to explode higher, especially once this China trade uh, negativity is put behind us because the rest of the world is doing fine. The rest of the world is going to benefit from what Trump is doing with China and trade. And uh, that's the long-term macro theme that we like to keep in mind. Forget about the day-to-day noise and the propaganda. What's happening long-term? Because that's what the markets discount. The market, stock market is the best discounting mechanism on the planet. And if you watch what it tells you, it'll, say, it'll tell you whether or not you know, the future looks bright or the future looks a little iffy. And uh, we like to smooth things out by looking at longer-term charts instead of using daily charts. Look at a, pull up the weekly charts, pull up the monthly charts, and smooth it out, and you'll see that uh, we're doing we're doing real well. The economy is certainly killing it, and uh, again, we believe the global economy is going to be rock solid for many years to come, and that makes us like gold and silver. Uh, for just uh, for, for that, for supply and demand, if no other reason. Oil today closed up 91 cents a barrel, finishing off a pretty rough month here. Down uh, It closed uh, today at $58.82 a barrel. Bitcoin up a big 173. I say up a big. It's not a whole lot for Bitcoin, but closed back over the $8,000 level, 8055 last trade here. Uh, if you've been joining us, you know we started saying some time ago, Bitcoin has been the single best risk-on, risk-off signal uh, generator that there is. And that's been the case for over a couple of years now. Led the way down, first one led the way up, led the way down, uh, uh, relative to the stock market, and uh, and then bottomed before the stock market did last November, and has been going higher straight straight up since. Interesting, if that continues to hold up as a risk-on, risk-off signal, uh, we can make a, a lot of money with that kind of a pattern, and so far it seems to be holding up very well. Folks, again, with that, my name is Kip Harridge. We invite you to come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We are closed on Monday for Memorial Day weekend. Everyone have a, a great weekend in memory of those that have given their lives for our, our amazing country. Folks, we'll see you back here Tuesday after the close. Have a great long weekend.